I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's guest is Tammy Masterberde, a woman I found on Instagram because of the name of her book that caught my attention, The Universe is Talking to You. I began my Ashley deep dive to discover her amazing story that I knew I had to share with all of you. In fact, I probably shared her book with most of my close friends. Her book was probably selling a lot faster the last couple of weeks because of my spreading her amazing story. Anyway, as most of you know, I'm all about signs and synchronicities, and there are no coincidences or accidents. Everything in life is always working for our highest good and in the exact divine timing. Sometimes, especially these days with our cell phones, people have their heads down a lot. I'm always telling my girls and my clients to look up and see the magic. It surrounds us every single day. This is the universe talking to you or God or your angels. I love to pick something each day with my girls and watch how many times we see it. We call it the reticular activating system game, proving that our brains will see what we set our intention for us to see. There is no exception. Learning to look around and follow the signs leads you to answers, maybe to problems that you have or signs that you are to go somewhere or a sign from a loved one you lost. So I have an amazing example of that story from about my dad. His birthday would have been, he would have turned 80 a couple weeks ago. And I always talk to him through my prayers on my walks. When I hear the song that reminds me of him, especially the song by Christopher Cross sailing for some reason, I feel he is with me because that song reminds me of him and all of our times when we were boating with him. So on his birthday, I said, Alexa, play Yacht Rock. Cause sometimes they play that song. Uh, before, but before that, I said, Dad, if you are listening, have Alexa play sailing. However, the song that came on wasn't sailing. So I just finished cleaning the kitchen and thought, okay, Dad, I'll give you one more chance. Alexa, play Yacht Rock. And wouldn't you know it, that beautiful song, Sailing, came on. And I began to cry, and I am, could cry now just thinking about it. Oh, such a confirmation that he is always with me. And when we ask, they will always deliver in ways sometimes you don't catch, but eventually if you are present and look up, you will see and hear them. This is what we get to talk to Tammy about today. And I cannot wait. Just a couple of reminders before we, we begin. Remember to go sign up for my five-day free, free Kiss Your Limiting Beliefs Challenge you can either email me or go to my website to get on the list. It's going to be so fun and you will learn tools that will begin to allow you to recognize your limiting beliefs and minimize them so you can live a more neutral life or trigger-free life like I do. Also, I'm beginning my new round of Raising Confidence for Teens and the Magic Path for Parents and Adults. Don't wait so we can dive deep into our spiritual growth in 2022 and begin to live in alignment and clarity with an understanding of what limits you in having a life filled with so much love and magic. Okay. So let me tell you about Tammy before I bring her on the show. Tammy Masterberde 
is an author of The Universe is Talking to You. Tap into signs and synchronicity to reveal magical moments every day. A spiritual teacher, award-winning writer and founder of multi-award-winning Elevated Existence magazine. She started her writing career as an editorial assistant for two magazines at 20 years old, and her life changed dramatically at the age of 22 when her mother suddenly died of a brain aneurysm three days after Christmas in 1999. The death of her mother sparked a spiritual journey in the search for meaning to life's big questions. What happens when we die? What is the purpose of life? How can I find more meaning? To her surprise, it was her mother. Through various mediums and too many signs from the other side to count, who helped her find many of the answers she was seeking. I know you will love Tammy as much as I do. So let's get this started. So without further ado, please welcome Tammy to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I, uh, in the intro, I mentioned your book, the universe is talking to you. And that is what sparked my attention because anything about signs and synchronicities is like on the forefront of my mind, which is why I, there was no coincidences that I looked at that and I thought, how can I find Tammy and have her come on the show? Then after that, I started sending your book to everybody and saying, you have to read this book because we all talk this language and, you know, people say, well, it sounds like what you do, what we talk about all the time. And I said, I know, but it comes from Tammy and I love her story and how she tapped into it because I think people in life, like you talk in your book, you know, the chaos and the, you know, looking down at our phones all the time and, you know, there's signs all the time, but they just aren't there to, they're either, you know, in a crazy day or they don't even look up to see those signs. But will you share with everybody when you were 22 and all the things that kind of led to this whole opening of this part of your life of this book and, you know, what you do now and the people's lives that you touch and, you know, what you're teaching to these people that I think are, it's just amazing. I just see an evolution of this spiritual growth in this last two years, especially and what we're, what we're people are attracted to, but you take it from where you want to, because I just love your story. Yes. Well, I have to say you're right. And it's no coincidence that my book came out in the midst of the pandemic, because I think everything shut down was at March, 2020. And my book was released in May, 2020. And so, so I thought, oh my gosh, but you know, perfect timing for everything. So for me going back, like you said, I was 22 years old. I was raised in a very Catholic family, Italian Catholic family. And so I had that upbringing of some type of faith and it was always very important to me. It was very important to my mother. But as I grew older, I sort of started questioning things, falling away from it a little bit. And my mother, when she passed away suddenly from a brain aneurysm, uh, three days after Christmas in back when I was 22 years old, it sort of cracked everything open for me where I just, and I, and I always say people, I think go on a spiritual path when something gets cracked open for them. So often it's a death, it's a divorce, it's a diagnosis, right? Like the three D's, something major happens in our life. And all of a sudden we're like, what's going on and how can I feel better? And what is the point of all of this? And where, what happens after we die? And can we really still communicate with our loved ones? And are they still watching us and all of that? So I went through all of that. And I was actually guided, not knowing it at the time, to a medium. And this was, you know, over 20 years ago now, right? So when I say a medium, today they're on television, they have books, it's a whole, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I I know about a medium. Back then, it was sort of like, oh, there's these one or two strange people who have these abilities and what is going on. So we heard about this medium, my sister and I, George Anderson, actually about six months before my mother passed away because a friend brought 
his book called Lessons from the Light to our house and was talking about it with my mother. And so after my mother died, he started showing up everywhere. I mean, he was, he came to New Jersey where we live for, for doing the gallery reading. He was on the radio when we would turn on the radio. He showed up on, I think, Lifetime TV did a special, Primetime TV did a special on him. He just kept showing up over and over and over. And my sister kept saying to me, Tammy, mommy knew about him. She's trying to get us to go to him. Like this is, you know, we have to do this. And I was skeptical and I was like, you know, this all seems great, but I don't know. And so eventually I caved and I said, okay, let's just book an appointment. This was all before PayPal and doing anything online. <laughs> so, you know, we literally had to, to send in something and then he, he sent us back a form and we had to check off dates and we sent it back. It was this whole back and forth thing. But because I was skeptical, I lied on all of the forms. So I put a friend's address, another friend's work phone number, you know, didn't want to put our real names, like a whole thing, just thinking, you know, I don't, I don't want him to be able to research anything. And so it took, I think, 10 months after her death for us to get the appointment. It was in October of 2000. And we drove to Long Island. He was doing them and he was doing these readings at a conference room in a hotel. We drove to Long Island. It was an hour session. We recorded the session and I still have the recording today. I actually transcribed it when I was working on the universe is talking to you because I wanted to make sure I had the wording proper. And so you can hear my sister and I just bawling from like the first three minutes of the session. And I left there first sort of almost re-grieving my mother because at the time, again, I didn't know that was just the beginning of our communications. But at the time I thought like, oh, I was just with her again and now I lost her again. And then also I left there going, oh my gosh, there is so much more. People have to know this. People have to hear this. He said things that were in my head that I'd never verbalized. So I know he couldn't have done these things. It was amazing. And so that really set me off. And, and it was my mother who introduced me to signs and communications. Now, I was getting signs from her prior to going to the medium. But afterwards, it was just it just like confirmed everything for me. And it was like now I had a whole new relationship with my mother on a completely different level that I could have never had with her had she been here in this physical right. And so that's what really sort of cracked me open to spirituality. And so I was 22 years old. It was about seven years later that I wound up starting a magazine, which is now just an online website, but a magazine called Elevated Existence because I was in the magazine industry and I really wanted to write about this stuff that was lighting me up. And so again, one thing sort of led to another. I had the magazine for a while. I started doing online events. And eventually I I sort of came out of the, of the spiritual background and started teaching because people would say to me, you get so many signs from your mom, or, you know, I don't get any signs from my loved one, or I don't notice any of these things. And how come you have these amazing stories all the time? So I started thinking like, okay, what am I doing differently? How can I help people to tap into this? Because I don't think that my mother is some crazy, amazing spirit. I mean, she is to me. But, you know, she's not this all powerful spirit who can do these things and nobody else can. So that's what made me start teaching. And I taught signs and synchronicity and how to open up to them for years. And then finally, I was like, I have to put this into a book. And so that's how eventually the book came about. And and now I teach on signs and synchronicity. I teach people how to ask for help as well as to receive the help from the universe how to get unstuck in any area of their lives using spiritual tools. So it's just sort of evolved into this whole thing. And it really all started with my mother's sudden death that launched me, not coincidentally, into this world. And I just believe that I'm doing what I am what I was supposed to be doing. Right. So when you were, before she died, and how, like, you're, you weren't connected to your dad, and you, you had an eating, you were anorexic. Yes. And then you look at all the, so it's like that Steve Jobs quote where you, you know, everything can make sense when you look back, but yes. you don't know the, the going forward. But, you know, when I, what hit me was, and I look at my life the way you do, mm-hmm. and I r- really have 
for like most of my like adult life. I, I've really tried to, t- I mean, I've always been like Abraham Hicks, Wayne Dyer, Deepak, you know, the way I love your story about, you know, like Wayne Dyer coming on PBS and then, you know, all those ways of linking the, you know, I always say picking up the breadcrumbs and, but always saying yes and doing it because, and that's part of your message that yeah. I love. And that's why I connect to you. Cause I always say, just say yes more. Yeah. You know? And listen to that voice and that inspired thought is something that is coming to you for some something you don't know, like going, going to Starbucks, something's telling me I have to go to Starbucks. Who knows? Like, what if you, you know, so when you have these stories that are so that light, that, that knowing that we are so connected, we are, I mean, my dad passed away. I told a story in the intro, but you'll appreciate this. He had his birthday last week. And he was going to be 80, but it was, he passed away two days after my first daughter was born. So I never got to grieve or say goodbye, or it was just like this birth and death, right? Yes. Well, we used to go boating with him. He loved boating. And that song Sailing by Christopher Cross, (laughs) always, whenever it comes on, I'm like, oh, dad, you know, and I love it. And so last week on his birthday, I said, dad, if you're listening to me right now, this is really when I'm listening to your, I'm reading your books. I did audible, but um, I really started to key in on, I'm like, I'm going to use what Tammy, like really use it. So I said, dad, if you're really here with me, I'm wishing you a happy birthday. I'm going to go ask for you to play sailing. So I said, I'm, I'm getting ready to take the girls to school and I'm cleaning the kitchen. said, Alexa, play yacht rock. And that's usually the, the station that plays those songs and it didn't play. So I said, okay, it's okay. So I finished the kitchen. I'm just thinking just one more time. <laughs> I got to ask him before I go up and take the girls to school. I said, Alexa, play Yacht Rock. And there it was. And I just started bawling. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, that song could have played and I would have just been cleaning the kitchen and not you know, cluing in, but I just stopped in that moment and thought, thank you, dad. Happy birthday. Oh, I mean, things like that happen a lot to me and, you know, and all that, but talk about, you know, in your book, you talk about taming the chaos. Yeah. I really think that people don't realize that living in a life of pure chaos or always, you know, on your phone or waking up in the morning and watching the news and, you know, or looking at your phone on social media and, you know, all the things that are subconsciously you're unaware of, but it's doing something to your energy and your vibration. A hundred percent. Yes. And it's blocking the signs that are coming through. Not that the signs are coming, but you're not seeing them. Right. You're not noticing them because you're so caught up in the past and worrying about what you did or, or what you should have done or worrying about the future and where am I going to go? And what am I going to do? And what's going to happen or what's on my to-do list or just literally lowering your vibration because of all the stuff that's coming in. So when I talk about chaos, chaos creates overwhelm. It creates stress. It takes you out of the present moment. The present moment is where the signs are coming through. The present moment is where you are connecting and noticing what's happening, but chaos will take you out of it. And so I tell people the biggest thing with chaos, I find is there's two different types of chaos. There's chaos that we have internally. So our own thoughts, our own emotions, our own beliefs, the stuff that's stirring up in our own brains where we're going a million miles a minute, that's sort of that internal chaos. But there's also external chaos. So watching the news, especially in today's world, right? With every minute by minute, there's new things happening. And not only just watching the news in your area, but we know globally what's going on now, right? So so taking that in, even having a conversation with someone, the the thing that's interesting, and and I always say to people, this is not even a woo-woo concept of like, oh, you're taking on energy. It's a legitimate scientific fact that they have found there's something called emotional contagion where you can like the same way you catch a cold, you can catch someone else's vibe. Yes, totally. And so what I have found is, yes, obviously, if you're in that person's presence or in an environment where you, you know, you ever walk into a place and you're just like, man, I don't like this. Like, I'm, I just need to get out of here. Right. Like there's especially those people who know that they're sensitive or know that they're empathic. And so it's that, but 
everything is affecting that. A phone conversation where you're not even in the presence of that person, you're still can be taking on energy. Watching something, listening to something, you're still taking on energy. So I tell people making it a priority to tame the chaos throughout your day. Easiest is to just protect your energy and cleanse your energy at night, protect your energy in the morning. If you feel comfortable calling in Archangel Michael, putting a bubble around you and saying, please just keep me from taking on any energy that doesn't belong to me today. I like to use a selenite wand, which is a crystal at night. And I wand my whole body before I get into bed, just to clear any excess energy that I may have taken on, or even just within myself that needs to go. So that's an easy thing. But the other thing is you want to, when it comes to signs and synchronicities, you want to bring yourself back to the present moment as much as you can. You want to bring yourself back, calm everything down. And, and it's not just signs necessarily externally, but also I think you mentioned earlier, like an idea, something that pops into your head, right? When we can get ourselves back into the present moment, all of a sudden the answer that we're looking for, we didn't think of that before. Or all of a sudden we get an idea to do something, like you said, go to the Starbucks and then we're at Starbucks and we're online and we overhear a conversation and it gives us an answer that we're looking for. Like that's sort of how it works. It's not just our loved ones, it's our angels, our guides, the universe that is trying to help us. Right. And so getting ourselves back into the present moment. So the easiest thing that I tell people to do is to just throughout your day, set an alarm on your phone if you think you're going to forget it. But throughout your day, even just starting off with three times a day, stopping and taking a 60 second break to bring yourself back to the present moment. You could do it in the morning, you can do it at night, and you can do it in the afternoon and just start there. I always say 60 seconds to three minutes. And I find when people start with 60 seconds, they wind up eventually going to that at least three minutes or more. So, and the cool thing about that too, is that again, science has shown those small little meditation breaks add up and have the same brain benefits as those longer 20 to 40 minute sessions, which is great news for people who are like, I struggle to meditate, Right. but bringing yourself back. So, so just stopping, closing your eyes and just repeating a mantra. I like the mantra release because I feel like it releases stress. You could do a mantra where you breathe in and say the word here, breathe out and say the word. Now there's so many things we can do to just bring ourselves back release some of that stress, come back to the present moment, and then go back to what it is, whatever it is that we're doing. You go back to what you're doing in a different energy. You open yourself up. You're, you're simmering down that chaos. And now all of a sudden you'll notice something that maybe before you were so overwhelmed and crazy, you would have never noticed like a song on the radio, right? You're, right. Maybe you're in a store and a song comes on. And if you're in chaos, you don't even hear the song, but that song is a sign for you. So that's why I think chaos is, is such an important thing. And it's easier to tame than people think 60 seconds at a time. Right. And any, everybody has 60 seconds. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I hope so. <laughs> right. uh, the Starbucks thing flashed in my mind when you talk about signs from animals or signs from when you were at Starbucks, I think with the fly. Yes. And then you yes. looked up the meaning, you know, it's just. It's having that, like being present is really, I mean, you could just say two words, be present, (laughs) you know, like that's pretty much it. Yes. Yes. And keep your vibration high and all, you know, but, you know, being present in the moment and recognizing and being, having an awareness that you are on a high vibe and you are open to that. But I would love you to share your, that story about, and so people can, you know, it is true. Like, you know, if they're, my mom said, mom, I've, Ashley, the last two days I've had this grasshopper that can, it clung onto my shirt in the yard. I go, mom, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I read her the, what the meaning was. And, you know, so instead of being afraid of this fly that's flying around you, you took the time to look it up and tell yeah. me what, so tell me your story. Yeah. So, so I find the universe and your loved one, they will use anything around you to get your attention. And oftentimes they will use animals. They will use bugs, especially when that animal or that bug, like you said, is grasping onto you or a bird or a butterfly lands on your finger. Like whenever the animal is doing something out of the ordinary, pay attention because there's something going on there. Right. So for me, that story was I was at a Starbucks and at the time I was uh, in a townhouse with my husband and my stepson. It was small and I was trying to work on something and they happened to both be home. And I was like, I have to just get out of here for a little bit and go do this. 
So I went to the Starbucks, sat down, you know, it was a big Starbucks, sat down on a chair with my computer and was kind of feeling a little bit bad about, you know, the fact that like, I should just be home enjoying the time with them, but I really have this deadline and I have to get this thing done. And so I sat down and I'm working and there's this fly that's just buzzing around my head, buzzing around me, landing on my computer, landing on the table next to me with the drink. So this went on for like an hour and I was like waiting for it to move on, right? Because it's a big Starbucks. And I was <laughs> like, okay, buddy, like you can go now. And it, and, and I, I remember even texting my husband at the time saying, I'm literally being harassed by a fly. I'm going to have to move <laughs> my seat. Like, I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden I stopped and I was like, wait a second. What is the metaphysical meaning of a fly? So I, t- yeah, I said, I had my computer. So I typed it in and I looked it up and I remember it said something around the the idea of it's okay to be selfish right now with your work. You're on the path you're supposed to be on, you know, keep going, like something along the lines. And I thought, oh, it was the exact message I needed to hear at that time. Right. And as soon as I got that message, that fly left and never came back. He was gone. And I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Like, I I got it. I understand that's what it was because then that was it. He didn't need to hang out with me anymore. He's like, she got the message. I can go bother someone else. Right. And yeah. And and that's just one, one story of just, you know, animals, butterflies, all of it are being used by the universe, by our angels, by our loved ones to wake us up, to pay attention, to not only just let us know, hey, I'm around you, you're okay, everything's going to be okay. But sometimes there are those specific messages, whether it's number sequences, whether it's an animal, um, you know, songs on the radio, whatever. Sometimes there are specific messages that are trying to get through to us. And by the, the fact that that fly went away, as soon as I got the message, I just knew that was it. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that story. And I love the story so I didn't meet my husband until I was 35. I know you didn't till 37, right? Yes, yes. So I was relating to you with that as well. And I had written a Hallmark card. I had bought a Hallmark card just when I was single five years before I met him that had soulmate on it. You know, those narrow cards that have all that writing. Yes, yes. So I would read it every morning for five years, like having my coffee. It was in my pantry. So I meet him through a dating service, hilarious, right? <laughs> that you were you signed up for the dating service. But I want you to tell that story, but I wanted to explain to you that I bought this card and read it every day and we we met and then 2 months later he asked me to go to Hawaii with him, brought me a card and a photo book and it was that card. <gasps> yeah. No. Oh, I love that. Oh, so, I'm reading this card going, oh my gosh, if he only knew that card is in my pantry and I could probably recite it without even, you know, and I'd memorized it, but you know, signs from the universe, you know, like making, having an intention. I know you believe in that. Oh yes. So tell me like, is, has there been, let's go to your, how you met your husband and what you did. Cause I think I have a lot of friends that are, you know, on the, want to find their little soulmate. Like you found yours, but go to that, that neat synchronicity experience that you had. Yes. So I, I joke around with people that I manifested him in a crock pot in my backyard. And I even told him that. And he was like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) but I think it was like, it was a new moon and it was, I think January or February. And I actually made a list. I sat down and I made a list of everything that everything that I would want in a partner and not just physical features, but just everything that I would want. I wanted his family to love me. I wanted to love his family. I wanted him to be open to my spiritual beliefs. I wanted him to love cats because I was a cat lover. So I just put down all of these different things, you know, as if I was putting an order into the universe and I went out in in the backyard and I burned it in, you know, a slow cooker crock pot that I had, you know, made sure I remember it was snowing out. I'm pretty sure it was February because it was snowing out. And I had, you know, a little bottle of water to make sure I could put the, you know, the flames out. And I just released it and let it go. And I was like, universe, I'm ready. You know, I'm open. Send him on. And I think it was about eight months later or so that I was kind of like, okay, I'm getting older. Like I should probably really put some effort into the, into finding someone. And so 
that's when I had, I, I sort of joined a, a dating service. I hired a coach where I, she helped me. It was this whole thing. And literally right after I paid thousands of dollars for this coach and signed up before I had even gone on one date, a friend of mine sends me a picture one night, just texts me a picture of this guy and says, do you think he's cute? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I'm like, where are you? What is this? And she, she happened to be at a work function. Now she had worked at this place for a year, had been friends with the person she was talking to for a year and had been hearing about this guy who was friends with his wife from when they were little. And, but something this time said to her, Hey, you know, I have a, you know, I have a single friend. And he was like, Oh, let me see a picture. So they swapped pictures. They sent him my picture. They sent me his picture and I got the picture and I was like, all right. And she's like, should I give him your number? And like, even then I'm just such a skeptic. I was like, let me think about it. So I thought a whole weekend about it. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm doing this dating thing anyway. So I might as well just go out with this guy and see what happens. Right. It'll be good practice, right? Right. I was just going to say practice. Practice. (laughs) Why not? It's dinner. So he lived like 45 minutes from me. So I I had him come. I had him come all the way by me. Only like, it was good after we were dating, like for six, six months or whatever. I'm like, he's like, you know, I thought you lived, you know, I thought we were meeting in the middle of somewhere. It was like five minutes from my house. I had to go. (laughs) So yeah. So we went out that night and it was like the first time I remember leaving a date and I don't even know how long where I was like, I would like, he's interesting. I would probably go out with him again. Like I, Uh you know, I think, and I remember saying that to my, my sister and she was like, what? Like she couldn't believe it. (laughs) So that I would, I was actually interested. And then it just sort of took off from there. And, and, and the crazy thing is that I did. And again, I didn't realize this until probably a couple months into us dating that after George Anderson, a few years later, I went to another medium and I remember this medium talking to my mother and my mother gave me these, these points that a husband, whoever my husband was going to be. And by the way, this was like 10 years before I met him, the, these points of, of what to look for. So I'll know it's my husband because he'll, he'll be able to, he'll be very good with his hands. He'll work with his hands. Oh yeah. Um, he's going to wear some type of a uniform for work. It doesn't have to be like a cop. He could just work for a town, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, whatever, whatever. Two months after I was dating him, I, it clicked. And I was like, wait a second. He worked in a um, refinery and he had to wear this full on suit when he did certain things. And he also used to own his own home improvement business. So he was constantly working with his hands. And, I, and she said, like, he was going to work with his hands. He's really going to be able to fix things and make things. And I was like, OK. And at the time, I was like, what? Like, still not thinking, you know, but now we're married. So I guess she was right. <laughs> <laughs> do you do things now to connect with your mom, like every on a daily basis? I, do, I don't know necessarily that I purposely connect with her on a daily basis. I've, I always think of her she makes her presence known still, but I think now there are times where I will do journaling and, and sort of, I tend to communicate or connect with my guides or, or even my own higher self to get information. And sometimes I'll sort of feel her or she'll pop into my head and I I'll sort of journal with her in a, in a way. So I kind of start getting some information from her. And it's funny. One of the first times that ever happened to me, I used to be friends with this medium And I thought I had lost my mind. And I wrote a bunch of stuff that, you know, that that came through. And I was like, I'm not telling anybody this because nobody's going to believe that I just got information from my mother. And about two hours after it happened, my friend who is a medium called me and she was like, Tammy, your mom's here and blah, 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 blah. blah. And she started saying all this stuff. And it was literally that I had put, and I was like, oh man. So it, it was just, and again, anybody can do that, by the way, I am not special. Have to sort of, you know, learn how to do it and, and let go and allow, but I'm definitely connected to her in, in a way now that I never was before. And, and she constantly comes to me in dreams. Sometimes she says stuff, sometimes she's just hanging out, but she's always around. And yeah, she just, she still, just the other day I, I was meditating and I could, I smelled like perfume that I knew was her. So I know that she's constantly still around me and, and I treasure the fact that I do have this ongoing connection with her that 
while I would love to have, you know, we all would love to have our loved ones here physically, but if we can't have them here physically, that's not part of our plan. That's not part of our, our life here. Cause I do believe that I was meant, my mother was meant to pass when she did to send me on the path that I'm on, but at least I have the, I still have that connection where I know I could just close my eyes at any point, talk to her and ask for a sign and get an answer and know she's around. That makes it so much easier. Yes. What is your take? What do you, what are your beliefs? Like, I know like you picked her as her mom, like you're in a soul, like, you know, I've, I've interviewed many people on this podcast about this subject, but you know, you hear, you know, the higher self connected, you know, like, how do you describe your, your angels? You know, what do you view you, your soul in this body right now as Tammy your mom decided at 20 that you already decided that that was your sole contract. Right. Yeah. As a, when you were, before you became this person and Tammy in this body yes. and your mom too, but you'll always are connected when you pass away, you'll be, Oh my gosh, there you are. Yes. So tell yes. me how you would describe that. Yeah. For me, I, I just believe that, like you said, I believe before we sort of decide to incarnate into this physical body, we have, we have a loose plan, right? There's free will. We can come here and change a lot of stuff, but we have this plan. And I feel like we decide important events in our life because we, we've come here to learn certain things. We come here to do certain things. We sort of, I always say like, we're up there, you know, or wherever it might be, it's not really up there. And we're just like, yeah, let's do this. I'm going to do that, blah, blah, blah. And then we get here and we're like, oh God, this is so much harder than I thought, right? <laughs> totally. But, Yes. And I'm always like, man, next time I'm doing this, I have to remember. But, <laughs> so I feel like, I just feel like I, I definitely know that I chose my parents and my sister and, and not only that, but I feel like every relationship that we have, especially every significant relationship we have, it's sort of destined in a way, right? I feel like everybody comes into our life for a reason. Everybody is teaching us something. Everybody is trying to help us evolve. Sometimes that's through pleasure and joy and happiness. And sometimes that's through pain and hurt. But I feel like we make these plans, right? And we, even on the other side, it's like, we could be like, listen, I'll hurt you and I'll do this and I'll do that. And then right. you'll grow and it'll be great. And meanwhile, then we come here and we're like, we hate these people. How can they do this? <laughs> so. I view my mother in that way too, is I feel like I planned like, okay, I was going to have this amazing mother and I was going to be super, super close to her. And then she was going to pass right at the time where I was, as you said, I was recovering from an eating disorder. So it was like, she left and it was right at the time where I was starting to recover. And it was like, that was such a pivotal point for me because I had to choose, am I going to continue to get better or am I going to, you know, allow this to break me? And so I also feel like that point was to get me on the path that I'm on now. Mm -hmm. I feel like her death, we had this contract and she's even said that once through a medium that like, you know, there was a contract, you know, that this happened. And so it sort of makes me realize like, and this happens a lot for people. I think when sometimes somebody passes away, James Van Prague, who's a medium has a book all on children who have passed away. I can't remember the name of it right now, but he has a book sort of written for parents. And he has said, there's so many parents that he will come across that have lost a child who are now helping other parents who've lost children. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, everybody can look back on their life. And that's what's so cool to me about synchronicity and this plan that I think we, that we don't realize is there. And, And I feel the universe is constantly trying to redirect us onto that path, right? No matter yes. when we do make those choices to say, nah, I'm going to go this way. It bombards you with these signs, these synchronicities, the people, the opportunities to try to get you back on it. And so I feel like we do have this plan. And part of that plan is we're here for a purpose. We're here to grow and learn and learn to love and learn to forgive. And that's why people have to hurt us, right? Because we have to learn forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so it's all sort of happening for a reason. And so when I look back and I think, okay, you know, my mother passed away at 22 and people will go, oh my gosh, that's so young. You know, I can't believe. And I just think like, yeah, it would have been great to still have her. But I know that had she not passed at that age, would I have ever left 
the job that I was in to start on this path? Would I have ever written this book? Right. And if I did write the book, it would have been a very different book. Right. My mother would have still been here. And so many people are responding to the book and writing to me about the book and saying, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's changed my view on everything. And so I know it, it's greater than me, right? So my mother's death set off this chain of events. And we all have that. If we all look back in our lives and start cha- sort, sort of, I call it following the footsteps, going back and finding like, oh man, look at the path that I'm on. Oh, I I was meant to go here because this happened and that happened. And oh, if I hadn't done this or I hadn't gone to this store and met this person who introduced me to this and now I'm doing this, like it all is leading you somewhere. And when you start finding these connections in your own life, when you can start realizing things are not random, they look like they're chaos, they look like they're random, but there is spirit behind all of it you can start realizing and it shifts everything where you're like, oh my gosh, everything is really is happening for my highest good. Maybe I can just relax a little bit, trust a little bit. The next time the bottom falls out in my life, I can say, okay, I've been in these, in a position like this before, but look where I went. So I'm just going to trust. Right. And it just, I would mm-hmm. say it, it, it can put a little certainty into the uncertainty of life. <laughs> yes. I love that. And I always talk about trust and surrender because I know that the me- my life always, you know, took on a whole different meaning when I trusted and surrendered to things. So I teach a lot of things on limiting beliefs. A lot of part of my classes are limiting beliefs. I'm at the place now where these limiting beliefs, I'm aware of them, but my triggers, there's really barely a day and I, I, I'll own it because I've really worked hard at doing Mm -hmm. that is that I'm not triggered. I can just sit there and go, oh my gosh, that was for not, that's in me. If I, that would be a big time trigger a few months ago. And now I'm so proud of myself for not triggering, you know, but I look at things that, you know, we see the numbers on the clock all the time and everyone listening are probably part of my, my number tribe, but we're Mm -hmm. constantly, you know, doing this. We're being guided, you know, it's like, watch what you're doing. I mean, even just noticing the numbers on the clock and I can do it sometimes from 10, 10 all the way to where you can't do it again. What? Five, right. five, five. Right. Um, I mean, if I wanted it in order, I mean, mm-hmm. we can do one, two, three and all the other things, but that shows me I'm aware I'm present. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm here, I'm listening, I'm waiting. Okay. Oh, there it is. 10, 10, you know, mm-hmm. and then you can look up the meaning. I know, but you know, when you talk to people and when you say, you know, every, I feel like people are so in, into chaos. It's a very small percentage of people that live this way. Yes. And that when they finally figure out that it is about saying yes, and it is about surrendering and trusting and knowing that it is all perfect yes. and everything is working for your highest good. So yes. when you know that, like I can take the girls to school this morning, Presley, my 13th, seventh grader, she has tears in her eyes because she hasn't finished memorizing this book thing that she had to memorize for English, these lines. And I said to her, Presley, you know, I know it's for a reason, first of all, that she either is going to learn that she needs to study more, <laughs> right. start memorizing earlier. But I said, ask your angels, they'll help you get to school early and sit there and ask them to help you memorize that. And it's like starting these kids, because I teach a course called Raising Confidence for yeah. Teens that teach all this stuff. I mean, we go deep into the, you know, learning about your angels and your guides and just the law of attraction, you know, all that. Um, But I feel as a mom and why I'm so passionate about teaching kids this stuff is it's to be present and know there's people, there's people, there's their angels in your soul society. Yes. With you. Yes. How would you, so people coming to you and learning all of your things that you teach the courses. I, I went to your website and understand like even just the three things, the, how to hear the messages, raise your vibration. And, um, is it setting your intention? What was, what was no. Oh, um, uh, reconnection, reconnection. Yes, yes, yes. Go, go there because when people are coming to you, are they like kind of just now feeling, Oh, I kind of get the signs and the synchronicities. Is it like a new thing or are they where you're, really teaching them these tools from the beginning. Right. Well, sometimes people come to me because they, they have 
found me through the, through signs and synchronicity and they resonating with that. And then what I teach them really, and what I, what I focus on is sort of how to harness the energy of the universe around us to create a life that we love living. So under that is learning how the universe communicates with us, right? How is the universe talking to us? Because when we can, what can, we can, when we can tune into that, things start changing. Things start getting easier. We start, our faith starts getting boosted. We start going down a path that we're meant to go on when we start doing that. Then there's the other side of that coin where, okay, how are we communicating with the universe? Because yes, the universe is talking to us, but we are constantly talking to the universe, right? We are constantly through our thoughts, our beliefs, like you said, uh, the emotions, what we're focused on, our energy, we are constantly communicating with the universe. So how can we start getting subconscious about that? How can we start actually asking for the help, asking for the signs, right? There's two-way communication. So that's sort of another piece. And then it goes on from there where I teach people, so many of us are stuck in some area of our lives. So many of us feel like we're going in circles or we're trying to figure something out, whether that be abundance, whether that be a relationship that we're in, whether that be something with our health, right? So many people are on on a journey to heal something, whether that's physical or emotional, and we get stuck. And I teach people tools to get unstuck, right? So calling in that higher help and, and calling in those higher helpers who specialize in the area that you are asking for help with. Um, taming Archangels, that you mean? That, that, the archangels, okay. Yeah, archangels, ascended masters. I believe higher help comes in, you know, outside of religion. So you can call on a Buddhist you know, God, you can call on goddesses, you can call on saints from the Catholic faith, you don't have to be part of that religion, because on the other side, everybody's one, right? I remember years ago going to George Anderson, and he him saying, if somebody is of the Jewish faith, they'll have certain people show up. If somebody is of a Catholic faith, Mother Mary will show up or a saint will show up. If somebody is Buddhist, you know, Buddha will show up or, or a goddess will show up. So he's like, it, he's like, it's almost like the same energy takes on these different forms. Mm-hmm. And so what I believe and what I teach people is all of these different people, they, they specialize in different things. Archangel Raphael, the best one to call on for any type of healing that you're trying to do or any type of healing journey that you're on. So there's different people to call on that specialize in these different things. and then making that part of your daily prayer of saying, please, and not just, not just praying and saying like, fix this for me, mm-hmm. but praying and saying, I am open to be guided. Send me the signs and synchronicities. Send me the ideas. Send me the people. Send me the opportunities. Send me what I need to find the answer, to start moving in the right direction. And they will partner with you. They never, I'm telling you, there's never been a time. And I've taught told all classes just on what I call calling in higher help. There's never been a time where you don't get an answer. The answer sometimes will come in a form you don't expect mm-hmm. or you're not looking, but, but you will always get the help that you ask for. It's just that most of us forget how to ask. So calling in that higher help, taming the chaos. I actually have something called the get unstuck toolkit that has these different tools and these different pieces in it where there's prayers. It's about using gratitude to raise your vibration. It's about taming that chaos on a, you know, on a daily basis. It's about protecting your energy and clearing your energy. So you're not taking that with you. And there's the limiting beliefs, right? So my teachings sort of all go within that. How can we harness the energy of the universe? How can I use these tools that are, that are available to us? How can I use gratitude? How can I call in higher help? How can I get the signs? How can I put all of these together to start living at a higher level and living a happier, more fulfilled, more peaceful life, no matter what is going on around me, right? Yes. There's always going to be stuff going on around you. There, and there's always going to be areas of your life that you get stuck. Even if you're on a spiritual path, I always tell people like Wayne Dyer got stuck. Deepak Chopra gets stuck. People are going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck. But the goal is to go back to those tools and say, I have these tools to start moving forward again. You have to get stuck because when you get stuck, you grow. 
You go and you look and you look for something different or you find another book or you find another healing modality or you find getting stuck pushes you into a new direction. But it's about finding the tools, learning the community, how the universe communicates with us, learning how to ask for the help, learning how to, you know, raise your vibration and clear the beliefs and find what's keeping you stuck. And all of these tools are available for us to harness this energy And my goal really is to teach people how to use them. And one of them is the universe is talking to you, which is learning how to tap into those signs that are trying to direct you where to go. Right. You you have another tool that I, you kind of mentioned it, but where you go back and you, it's like a journal where you go back and you write back in your life, you go back to as far as you can remember and like, okay, I, this date I met this person and, oh, that's why I moved to that town. And, oh, Oh, I know you know, linking yeah. those moments that helps people kind of do it in, in real time because they, they've yeah. written it down. Right. So that yeah, this so makes them more aware. Yeah. That's the, the, um, follow the footsteps exercise where yes. I, I typically tell, well, first I have them create a timeline. So I'd say create, you know, write, just sit down and write down all the major events of your life, births, deaths, graduations, new jobs, breaking up with somebody, meeting somebody like write down all of those major events in your life. And then I have them start looking back and and there's different questions that they can ask to start connecting the dots. Like, okay, well, who did I meet here? Or what, what, where did this lead me? Or who did I meet because of this person? I remember a friend of mine years ago was like, you know, well, I went to school, you know, when I was first like talking about this before I wrote the book, before any of that, she was like, but I, you know, I went to school for criminal justice and I'm not doing anything with criminal justice. And I was like, okay. I said, so did you meet anybody at the school that you were at? And she's like, oh, well, yeah, I met my fiance. And I was like, hello. Like, you don't think that was a reason to go to that school? And she was like, oh yeah, that's true. I did. I met my fiance there. And then I said to her, she happened to be a medium and she's like, oh, and actually now that I think about it, I have worked with the police. So I guess the criminal justice (laughs) So it's like, sometimes you think like, oh God, I got a degree in this. And what was the point of that? But who did you meet? Did you meet your best friend there? Did your best friend introduce you to your husband? Like what? Sometimes we think there's no point because we're, we're not looking, we're not asking the right questions or looking for the right things that led you from one thing to the next, right? I wound up in the magazine industry because I was fed up with a job that I was working at a chiropractor's office while I was going to school answered an ad in a paper because I wanted to do right. I was majoring in English writing and wound up working in a magazine and getting the job, working part-time. They hired me after I graduated college. And then I wound up starting my own magazine, right? When I did that, I had no idea, like, I'm going to work at this magazine. I'm going to start a magazine someday. Like, no, no clue. But the universe always knows. So if you can start finding some of these connections, first of all, you're going to be like, this is incredible. I can't believe I was missing this. Yes. But then you're going to start realizing this is true for the future too. So when I am stuck, when I'm in a place where I'm like, I don't know where I'm doing and I don't know where I'm going and, you know, I don't know what's going on. You can go, wait a second. I've been here before. I've seen these things happen to me. I've gone through death. I've gone through breakups. I've gone through all this stuff and it's always led me to someplace better. So I'm just going to try and relax. Right. And remind myself the universe is on it. I'm being led to something. I always tell people, think back to the people that you dated years ago, right? Like when I think back to ex-boyfriends, I'm like, thank God I didn't marry them. <laughs> like when you think back and you're like, oh, the breakup was horrible and I lost 12 pounds, you know, whatever it is you right. go through. Then now you look at where you are now and you're like, oh God, that, that I was not meant to be with that person. Yeah. So that's, that's the, how you can sort of, that's one of the ways synchronicity works is it literally is the universe is trying to connect these dots to get you where you're meant to go. Yes. Oh, I love it. You know, I just, you know, I, cause you don't have children, right? I have a stepson. Stepson. How old is he? He is nine. Oh, oh, fun. So he's young. And so, you know, with my being a mom and having these, you know, Wayne Dyer was like one of my teachers, like my whole life. I've read every single book I've listened to. Every, you know, he's, he was probably one of my big time yeah, and always too. part of me. And I look at, you know, his, the way he raised his kids. I always said, you know, when I have kids, I am going to be so like Wayne, <laughs> you know, like I'm, he, I just, I just really, he's just like, he, he was huge to me, but you know, what you just ignited in me was 
taking this universe is talking to you to this nine-year-olds. Do you bring that to him? Yes, I do. I, it's so funny because he's used to me. I mean, there's crystals all over my house. He knows I, the crystals are the good energy. When he was playing football, he was like, rub the crystals on me. Like he's very open, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like put some crystal dust on my head. And yeah. And so I, and I've talked to him about, he's very sensitive. He's very empathic. He's very, you know, he can walk into a place and be like, I need to go out in the, you know, he was at a wrestling match over the weekend. And he was like, like, I just, there's too much going on in here. I got to go outside, you know? So we, you know, we've talked to him about protecting himself and calling on the angels and Archangel Michael for protection and all of that. And kids are very, very open to it. If you, I find, if you tell them things and talk to them, I, I, I bought him. I remember one time, he was having trouble going to sleep and was worried about nightmares. And I bought him this like fairy mist aromatherapy spray. And he sprayed that thing every night. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's like, it's sort of like, they're just, they're open to it. They're open to they're it. They're more open to it because they don't have these limiting beliefs about it. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so they're, you know, they are just very, yeah. I mean, he's, he's very open to it. And I think the more you just make it normal and talk about it with young children, the better it is. My niece and nephew grew up knowing that my mother was around them. And when they were very young, they used to see her. Both of them used to see her talk about, you know, oh, you know, so-and-so is here. And my nephew used to give messages from her and it was incredible. And we just encouraged it. We were like, oh, okay, that's great. Yeah. You can tell us anytime you see anything or anytime you hear anything or whatever. But of course, as they got older, it sort of faded because now you're, you know, you're in the world and your friends are like, what are you talking about and whatever. Right. But, um, but I'm sure, you know, they would probably be able to get it back. Any of us can get it back if we work on it. But I just think kids are very, very open. And if you make it part of their life, then even if they fall out of it at some point, they have that foundation to go back to. And I feel like that, you know, that, that makes a big difference because even, I mean, I grew up, you know, Catholic and with a faith, I sort of fell out of it, but I still was longing for something else because I knew how much that made me feel good. Yes. That's when I discovered Wayne Dyer and that set me off on the whole path. Right. (laughs) I know. I love that connection. That's probably why I wanted to talk about it. Anybody that, you know, it's just so when you're little or growing up, and you have faith and you're, you know, at Sunday school or whatever you have, you know, whatever your beliefs are, you know, knowing that that really, you take that with you, regardless, if you don't agree with it, you take, you still take it with you to find something different, you know, like whatever speaks to you. And I tell the girls that they went to a Christian school and Paige goes to a Catholic one now. And, you know, I just, it's all open, like learn all the stuff, you know? be open and you'll find your little path. But, you know, I, it's always saying yes and always being open and, you know, looking up, but I've taken an hour of your time. Oh, I appreciate you. And it was so fun. I was really looking forward to you because I felt like we were friends because you had talked in my ear for the last like six hours times, probably (laughs) another half of it. But, you know, it's funny when you tell the story, even of your friend about the, I don't know, whatever, one story that you're telling me, I could, I went back to where I was on my walk. Isn't that funny? My, I go, Oh, I remember being there when she was talking in my ear. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I loved it. That's so great about the, I loved doing the audio book and I'm so glad they let me read my own story because that was, you know, even though I have my Jersey accent, they still let me do it. So (laughs) yeah, well, it makes a difference. I think with the person that's reading it, especially if it's not the author, yeah, it'd have to be a really good voice or, yeah. you know, it just wouldn't come across like from you. Yeah, it's, a, it's a different connection. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So tell everybody where they can find your book, where they can find you, all that stuff. Yes. So they can find my book on um, Amazon, Barnes Noble, wherever books are sold. There's the audio book that we talked about, Kindle, as well as a physical paperback. And you can find me at TammyMasterBirdie.com. You can find me on YouTube. I do a weekly spirit boost where I go live on Instagram and Facebook every Thursday at noon Eastern. And I just sort of talk about spirituality, things going on in my life. I share stories. And that's um, Instagram. I'm at Elevated Tammy. 
And then you can find, if you're interested in that whole Get Unstuck thing that I talked about, you can go to getunstucktoolkit.com. That's another piece of it. But you can find a lot of about me and t- get some free tools to tame the chaos at tammymasterbirdie.com. Nice. I love it. I love it all. You <laughs> are, you know, I just, there's going to be, you know, the, the way the world is turning, yes. you know, the, where we're going now on this, wherever we're going, <laughs> when you've run into like where something inspired you to write this book, you know, your mom or your angels, yes. <laughs> something channeled that book through you. And it was like, okay, people are ready. Let's yes. do this. Yes. You know, and all these books are channeled that I, you know, I just interviewed a woman the other day. And I was like, she was saying, I just channeled it in like a, a week. I did, I just kept writing, you know, it's just like, but it's like, it's because people need to know this. You know, it's like, yes, this needs to be part of this journey that we're on, this ascension of our new life that we're moving toward. Yes. And thank God. I mean, thank God everybody, you know, channels and writes the books and puts the information out there and and has been doing so because people need it, right? We all need it. We all need these tools to navigate and manage the world that we're living in. Yes. Yeah. That's when I saw your book, I thought, oh, this is perfect. Like everybody needs those tools. Yes. You know, yes. everything, your message, your stories, everything. It's beautiful. Thank anyway, you. I've loved meeting you. Oh, I'd love meeting you too. Thank you for being Thank here. You so and for having me. You're welcome. And I look, tell everyone to read your book and the ones that I, that haven't already, cause they all have. So <laughs> <laughs> most of my friends have anyway. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget, always look for the magic.